Okay. All right. Hey, it's Jake. It's I think it's episode one hundred and ninety nine. If I'm, but I, I I could be wrong about that. Please don't take me to. I don't think it matters uh, that much because it's the one that you're listening to. But uh, it's me, and uh, this I'm. I, I, my guest today, Greg Barrett, is here. So he's just hi. taking a sip of coffee. That's him saying hi. So what I like to do at the beginning is because now I just put it right into the. I just we just do it straight into the thing in. and go straight I up onto it. the now into the world. So what happens now is we we talk about what gigs we we might have. So do you, do you have oh any, yeah, why, you want, let me take a. Why look don't you take quick. a look at your gigs yeah. and I'll talk about my gigs for a second. Yeah. Okay, I'm coming up uh, this weekend. I'm going to Lincoln City, Oregon, on the Oregon coast, which you might even be familiar with, Greg, because you went to college. Yeah, I, and I also have my dad on the radio station in Coos Bay, which is on the coast. This is right up, up from Coos Bay, right Lincoln City. Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, the Chinook. Is it Chinook or Chinook? Chinook. Chinook, Chinook, Chinook wins yeah. Casino. Oh, my God. So that's this weekend, Friday and Saturday. It's a dream yeah. come true. Yeah. I'm going to eat a lot of salmon. Yep. You're not that far from being in Twin Peaks. Like you're, That's the kind yeah. of area you're in. Well, I'd love to do some logging while I'm yeah, up I'd there. Love, I'd love to. Can I tell you something? When I lived in Goose Bay, that's what they did. It was restinary, uh, where they made the pulp. The pulp mill. Oh, I, don't know you, I don't know if you know what pulp smells like. It smells terrible. Uh, yeah. It's wet cardboard. That's what it is. Anywhere they're making paper, you don't want to be smelling that. But you know what also smells terrible is where they're making beer. But hang on, because yeah. the weekend after that, so that's this weekend, and I don't remember the exact dates, but it's something like the 5th or something of April. And then... Uh, but it's the Friday, Saturday. The next Friday and Saturday, or next April 8th, I think that's Saturday. Next week, April 8th, I'm going to be in Boca Raton, Florida at the Boca Black Box Theater. Okay, so I make it a video to promote this thing. Anyway, so that's what I'm doing. Go to jakethis.com. After that, I'm going to be in Cleveland and a bunch of other places. And so you can check my dates on jakethis.com for my dates. But right now, go to Boca Raton or to the Oregon Coast. Now, are you ready with some of yours? Yeah, so um, April 20th through the 23rd, uh, I'm at uh, Palisades Levity Live in West Nyack, New York. Um, So that's, uh, uh, you know, cover cover that if you live out that way. And then I, uh, uh, I've got everyone's birthday in here, Jake. I didn't ask for it, but I I do. I have everyone's birthday apparently from my Facebook account. I'm going to be at Helium in Philadelphia on uh, May 5th through the 7th. Um, and those are just a two. I think that's a good for, for now. Uh, and then I'm always around in Los Angeles. Um, uh, Addison Improv, I'll be in, in May uh, 31st. So those are, those are some dates I have coming up. I'm so glad I do this. I've, I never do this anywhere else, including my own, on my own pages. Yeah, well, you got to... I mean, I have a thing that self-promotes. I have a, a band, you know, my band, the band's in town thing. Yes. Just promotes... All the time, it just puts it up. How does it? How does it know what it, to say? It'll say as I you write a little blurb and then it and then it puts it out whenever you want it to. You say I want it a week before and then two days before and then the day of or however many. Oh, you okay. Can, you can design it and then you put a little piece of artwork in there and there's information about the show and a link to tickets. So the whole thing is right there. That's great. I need yeah. more. I need more artwork. That's what I need is more artwork to say to help me to be visual can about I tell this. You is something where I'm going. there's ones you can just make it do on your. Uh, there's just apps. There's okay. art apps. And well, you're gonna I'll have show to, them to you. You can help me. Yeah. Right. You yeah, you'll get a real me. kick out of it because you're like, oh my god, I can just make my own. Yes, for this kind of stuff, absolutely. I will get a kick out of it. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah, looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah. I have, my email list is at a place 
that's uh, slightly. Anyway, these are things that we don't have to talk about now. Right. But because, see, uh oh. Uh-oh. And then, yeah. Uh, is that somebody twinkling? Is that somebody yeah, calling my, you or is that your alarm? It's my wife, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna... to. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah, I can pause if you want. No, wanna. no, 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 okay. no, 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 no. We got we got flow. We got right. flow going. But we're off to it. yeah, yeah. This is it feels yeah. flowy. I'm sure to the listeners who are listening, maybe we've kind of ham-handedly done our plugs. We're off into the world. People yeah. are going to come and see. Thank us. you for 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 uh, let me plug and thank you for listening to the plugs. Me listening? No, yeah. The, the, yeah. Well, them. No, well, these the, people. Them. Yeah, yeah. But it's not just about listening to the plugs, ladies and gentlemen, who are listening to the plugs. Right. It's about it's about activating. You've got to. This is the call to action. That's right. You listen to the plug. You go on your device. Right. You start. You pay for a ticket, and then you come to the show. And I don't mean to be crass about paying for a ticket. If you can get a free ticket, then live it up. Do that. But I. These but don't to... have the urgency of a town hall. But I feel like I, I feel like if you come to my show, you're going to have a town hall experience. I'd like for you to come. Mm. Ready to maybe say something? Maybe come ready to ready to talk. Please come ready to talk. It's good that you brought that up because that's how I like to look at it too. Is I'm I'm going to talk for a while and then um, and then I'll take uh, afterwards. Maybe after the show, after the official the show proper, I'll be standing out in front and we can exchange. We can have a brisk exchange of ideas. If I was a politician, I would do that during the. So show. I'm going to do it during the show. Really? Yeah, I'm going to do it during the show. I, I want to I hear what people have to say, because sometimes we get some mileage out of it and get a conversation. I'd like to get a conversation going in the room. And do you do that after your finale or before your finale? I usually do right before. Right before the yeah, finale? Yeah, right before my, right before my last bit. Because you my just last throw it open is, to questions? Yeah, throw it open to questions. I say, if there's anything you guys want to talk about, and you can ask me anything from a relationship question to anything, just anything that, anything that piques your interest. Something about show business, something about, you know... Growing up in San Francisco, whatever it is, whatever it is you know about me, if you're interested, you may not be, you may be shy, we don't have to do this. I'm not, I'm, but I really do think I want this sort of like. I want to do that. Different experience because I feel like I've talked enough. I, I don't feel like I've talked enough. I mean, that's why I got started doing this, but I, I feel like I haven't talked enough with the other people who are coming to the show. I'd like to talk to them more because I'm looking for a more of a, of a connection feeling now as I'm, as I'm entering this. <laughs> I don't know if these yeah. are my twilight years, but, but as, I'm, as I'm at this stage of my career, what I want to do is, is have it be a little more like, hey, you, when you get a ticket to the show, you come out and we spend an evening together. I tell you all the things that have been happening to me, and then and then maybe you tell me some stuff, or or you ask me some stuff, and then we we do some talking. Because I I'm I'm sort of I I'm I'm done with the people who came for free who don't know what they're seeing, and I've got to show them a good time. I'm I'm done with that. I, I don't want to no, do that. No, I so agree much with you, and I and I also think not that I'm like I don't mean that I'm done talking necessarily. It's just that I'm good at I like listening to people. And answering their questions, I like helping them make sense out of something. Like just as a friend, like if they, if if there's something they're juggling around in their head, and they're like, "Let me mm-hmm. just throw in this scenario by you." I love when somebody says, "Can I run a scenario by you?" I had a friend that called me the other day, very serious about where he was with his whole life in stand-up, and I like, I was like, "Oh my, I'm so glad you called because otherwise I'd just be thinking about me." And we just talked for a long time, and I know him pretty well. And I said, you know, I was able to like really listen to him and help. And I was like, I like this. This this feels satisfying and. You know, I, I like to hit the mic too. I yeah, like to yeah, just pat okay. it while we're. <laughs> Let's just try and keep it to a minimum. But uh, if you need to do it, that's fine. Yeah. Also, just find comedy in it. Like I'm able to find like those moments that are really right it's nice there. To, it's yeah. nice to talk about talk to people. I, and and the the whole talking about things that are of concern to people is, uh, you're being of service, but you're also talking about something. That's interesting. Maybe not interesting to everyone, but very interesting to the person that you're talking to about. 
And yeah. if they say something like, you know, like, oh, I own a bait shop, I would be like, let's stop there. What is that? Tell me what that's like. Like, I would, something I don't know something about, it's like, I have questions. Right. Because I'm to, not yeah. getting enough information, or I'm getting my information. I'm not getting it, you know, random. I'm, I choose every day what I am getting my information about. Mm -hmm. But if I engage with somebody who has a whole other thing that I wasn't expecting or wouldn't know anything about, you know. I would have to ask questions about the bait shop. Too. Oh, my God. Just There's just so many. I need to get up to speed before I can answer any of them. How does a bait shop make money? How do you, are, are the, what is the mark, the, yeah, the whole process, stock. Well, you buy I things want to come in and, do inventory. and then you sell them for more than what you paid for. That's them. right. That's, That's how some, it works. Like some baits live and then some of it is flies. And how do you know, are they on trend or are they always the same? Or do you find like, they keep saying it's going to be this one that looks like this bug, but this never, there's got to be. Well, when you're, if you're a fly fisherman, you're trying to look at the bugs that the fish are eating on the water. And then you're trying to pick out one of your flies that looks like that bug. So right. that the fish are. Right fooled by the thing that you're putting out right. there. That's, but that's fly fishing. But now you own a store. Shop. Now you own the bait store. I just assumed it was just all worms. Well, it's bait and fly. Fish, can't, they, right? don't, I don't think, like, they, they probably do both, right? Isn't it baits and fly? Like, wouldn't you, if you went to a bait shop, wouldn't you find more than bait there? Or it's weird, that, I don't it's weird that you're asking me, but yeah, yeah no, I think that I think at the bait shop, I mean, who knows? They pr they probably make some of their money off worms and, and other types of bait, but I would imagine the bait shop makes a decent portion of their cash selling beer and chips and stuff. That's probably yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, There's right. two guys talking about bait shops. Right, right, right. Who don't know anything about? They probably bait have t-shirts in there. No, I I love the whole idea of it because I I when I you know when I was in Oregon I didn't fly fish but lots of people around me did and there was plenty mm -hmm. of places to fly fish there and there were plenty of you know um, uh, like sort of roadside bait you know there was all that kind of stuff but I just sort of ignored it because it wasn't interesting to me although I do like I love seeing a salmon jump out of the water. I do That's too. one of my favorite images in the whole world is uh, beer can renderings of salmon leaping from the water or trout. Yeah, well, I, I love to see the the thing where they've got the footage of this, the bear standing by the stream and the salmon yeah. jumps out and the bear gets it, which is a kind of a, it's a, you know, it's a big loss for the salmon, but yeah. a big win for the bear. So I feel bad. I feel good and bad about about it. When you're that big and you're that quick, it's inspiring. Like, you're like, wow. You know what I mean? That's... If I, you know, when you see a big old bear and then he just, wow, just grabs this, those fish, man. You ever try to grab a fish? That's not easy. I think it's hard, but I feel like when they're when they're swimming up the screen, stream like that and you got a handful of hooky type claws. Yeah. I, I well, that's also your only thing you're doing. That's this the focus. Like that's the there's no. <laughs> There's no. <laughs> well, I think that's the thing about <laughs> there's no hassle about they're oh, single minded. Shit. They're not I gotta distracted. be at six. I haven't paid for. Mm. Oh my kids' teeth! Like none of that. It's like I want to fucking get a fish. I want a fish. And so I'm going to devote my. Well, this is, but that's what you need to be doing in your life, or one does. Not yeah. You, but of course you. No, and I think me, you're right. Is we need to be focused, and that's why I'm trying to meditate is to get used to being able to put my mind on a single task and try and keep bringing myself back to that single task. Whereas bears, they don't need to meditate because they live their lives. It's like now I'm catching fish. Now I'm climbing a tree. Now I'm, you know, they they plug their ass with some kind of uh, packet with some kind of something before they hibernate so that uh, bugs don't get in there. So now I'm doing that. Did they do that after the first year? Like, oh, I had so many bugs up my ass. I got it. Like, is there a, and one of the is other there a learning goes, curve or does somebody do it for What kind them? of mom do you have? Your mom is supposed to tell you about this. 
Um, no, I think that some other bear shows you how to do it, but I don't know. I don't know how bears That's learn fantastic. that. It's a good question. I had no idea about that. Uh, let me tell you something. I like that question better than the <laughs> what, how's a bait shop work question. But see, here we go. Neither of us were going to talk about this till my imaginary, till my imaginary fan brought up his bait shop. And right. now we're down this path that we had never gone down. That's what I'm saying. It's a perfect example of why I, I wouldn't have written a bait shop bit or even thought about this unless we'd posited that whole idea. Yeah, no, you need the beginning to get to the other thing. Yeah, yeah. We so, stayed yeah, focused on that. We did. Yeah. I feel like we did a pretty good job. I don't know if we're completely done because we haven't answered the question about how bears learn to make that butt plug before they hire it. It's so smart. It's so smart. But I can't imagine there just has to be it's like with kids. It's like if you rob them of the experience, how are they going to know to create solutions, right? So I wonder what, if there's an instinctual thing, like put this in your ass and go to bed, or someone says it, or you first year, ah, first, this is your first hibernation, You wake right? up, yeah, so you're the, you're the, you're the father bear, and you, you turn to one of the bear cubs and go, how you feeling? Uh-huh. How's that bull weevil doing? Ass <laughs> Yeah, you know why? <laughs> You forgot to. You forgot to make. How your long do they plug. sleep? It's months, I think. Right. So there's like families living in there now. There's whole communities up their butts. Yeah. Yeah. Things go wrong. That's fucking Things crazy. Go wrong. You think you got problems? That's a good place to set an animated series. Yeah. If you're listening to this, all you got to do. Yeah. The bear's ass. Yeah. That's uh, right. Yeah. We used to we used to live in a, a, a burrow <laughs> over by where the where the um factory drains into the water, but uh one summer we accidentally jumped onto a bear's leg and wound up in his ass and it is great. Oh my god. Let me tell you something. Warm? Yeah. Uh yeah, it's like living in a giant pillow. It's uh well, I yeah. think the bear cools down a little bit in the winter, but I think you also got to be careful that you don't eat too much of the bear while it's asleep. You know, you don't want to kill the bear. You don't want to kill the bear that no. laid the golden ass. Yeah, and you don't know what he ate before. So at one point, all of our shit blew. Like we all, everything just blew out. Fortunately, we were out, but all of our stuff was out on the fucking. We had to bring it all back in. Mm-hmm. Well, that's another thing. Maybe the plug is just made out of impacted. Like the bear, the bear goes to sleep and then poops, and it gets. You know, they fall asleep in a position to create a, a, a plug. You know, it comes out and dries out. Well, I don't know how the plug is made. I don't know how the bear. Someone will write you. And, tell and you. I don't know how you. T- I don't know how it's removed. When the bears right. start the start their new year, if they go, if that's job one, when you wake up and take that plug off, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you definitely head down to the creek or the lake or wherever it is that you. you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. Ah, I've got morning ass. <laughs> Get it. How about that? <laughs> what about the guy who's in the office? There was a guy that discovered this. Yeah. That yeah. was his thing. Yeah, it's too late to discover this. Well, it's not too late. There's there's potentially people who are listening to this right now <laughs> that have had to pause to go off and Google to find out if it's even true. Because we could have made it up. It's but pretty good. I, yeah. And in fact, the way I learned about this was someone else talking about it. It wasn't it wasn't by obs- observing bears coming out of hibernation. So I'm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. We're 15 minutes into this thing, and I just remember that you have brought along something. Because we had talked on the phone the other day, and I thought we were going to do some kind of advice or relationship or sex counseling. Was that what we were well, going to do? Well, I was, I was, you know, I'm in a, I'm going through a, a um, God, I don't even know what it would be. Crossroads? Would no, I think it's, I think I have a, I have a sense of what it is I want to do. I just have to figure out the, what I, I just want to figure out how to do it. I have a I I have sort okay. of um, metamorphosis. Uh, You're going through a metamorphosis. Well, here's the thing. So so 
uh, I, I don't tell a lot. I haven't told a lot of people this, but after I people are listening to this. There's people who listen to this. After I recovered from cancer, I yes. was at a hard time, uh, as much of America has, getting off the opiates. That I was on. I was on because you had stomach cancer. I'm t- now I'm yeah, just yeah, filling yeah. in. I, yeah, so I real quick, I had a thing called non-Hodgkin's B-cell lymphoma. They cut me open. I had six rounds of chemo. The cancer is gone. It has been gone for a while. And it was uh, just in your stomach. It was just in my intestine, gastrointestinal okay. uh, um, tumors that were blocking the blood going into my intestines. Mm. It was very, very painful. Not related to the hibernation butt plug. No, not a, not 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 that we know of. I'm open to, you know, we also don't know how I got it. So. Who maybe maybe I got it during hibernation, mm-hmm. okay. but I um um anyway. So long story short was I I I had to be on oxy for seven months because it hurts to get surgery yeah. and have chemotherapy, right? Uh, right. They were going to wait for it to heal and then do the chemo, and my intestines shut down. They were like, "We got to do the chemo now to get these tumors out of there. They're they're gettable, but they're they're growing quickly in size, and they're cutting off your blood supply." So. So they cut out as much as they can cut no, out. No, they didn't cut out any. They oh, don't, they just, nobody, nobody wants to cut in the intestine. Nobody wants to cut the intestine. Because of uh, p- potential for bad infection. Yes, kind of uh, yeah. And it's messy and it's complicated. And, and, um, so, and also this particular cancer has been, per, been pretty uh, well handled by a drug called Rituxan. Like they've had people mm-hmm. just had it not show up again after that. So... Um, they went in and they blasted me once and the pain went away. And then by four rounds, it was 95% gone. And after six rounds, it was gone. Rituxan is the chemo drug. It's, no, it's a separate drug and, a, and then a cocktail that is chemo. So right. chemo is its own thing. And then Rituxan was another drug that they say now, some people just do Rituxan and they think they're going to be able to do Rituxan just under the skin. That's and, how this drug is working. And what might, is the rituxan doing? It, that's attacking the it tumor. It goes straight to that. So, yeah. So, chemo sort of does an all-over coverage. Chemo to, me, the, 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 chemo, to me, is like in the movies where you're driving the car and the guy in the passenger seat has a gun on you, but you notice he doesn't have a seatbelt on, so you run into a tree. That's chemo. <laughs> and the guy with the gun is cancer. That's a pretty good description. That's a pretty good description. Chemo is, yeah, you just sort of like, it's like when they blanket bomb, you know what I mean? Like carpet bomb. You right? almost kill yourself in order to kill the cancer. In a way. That's what you're right. doing. Yeah, right. You're going like I still don't have tougher. feeling in my feet. Really? Yeah, the bottoms of my feet. And, and some people have it in their fingertips. And yeah, it really does a number on you. Um, um, but I bounce back, you know, fine. I actually feel great. But, um, but. They give you the opiates because it hurts. The chemo hurts. The, no, and the wound won't heal. See, the wound... What's the wound from? They cut me open. They took out my appendix and took a... So when I went there, they opened up my stomach because they wanted to get a sample. And they also wanted to get my appendix out because they're like, it's going to jump to his appendix if we don't get it out. Right. And that's bad news because then it goes... That changes the stage, mm-hmm. right? The first two stages are below your diaphragm. The rest of them are above your diaphragm. So one and two, three and four, which means if you're in fourth stage cancer, it's, it just means there's a lot of it. It could be a, it could be a strong cancer, it could be a not strong cancer, but it just means it's in more places. Okay. Right? Because sometimes people say they have stage four cancer, but they also have a cancer that people can treat. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people have a stage two cancer, but it's a fucking monster and it eats up whatever, it, wherever it is. So 
they attack the cancer pretty well, but the wound won't heal. So I'm on Oxy for a very long time. They had no exit plan. And when I was coming off of it, I didn't know what was a reaction to the chemo and what was, I was just a mess. And there was, I didn't have a lot of, I, I, I didn't get, they were like, here's some Norco and you just take less and then you'll be Norco fine. Is Norco is a, is a, also an opiate, but it's one that you take to get off of. So you switch from Oxy, Oxy to Norco. Kind and of, you, you do like a, yeah, yeah, you kind of mix it up and then, but they didn't, and none of it was explained to me. And I had, you know, you have a surgeon, you have a GP, and you have a... Do they give you oncologist. a chart with a countdown or no. something? No. They're very... The painkiller world is a mess, and... Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. So I ended up being addicted to this stuff for a while. And eventually, I got myself off of it. I got up... Well, not myself. I called my... I called my psychiatrist and said, look, I want to... I'm, I'm in trouble with this stuff, and I got to get off. Um, mm -hmm. And so I did a, um, a thing uh, that is a, uh, like, a, uh, it's called Suboxone, and it's basically the methadone version of, uh, it's an opiate blocker. So you get the same effect, but it blocks the opiate. So it's the, there's no How is that no different effect. from Norox or whatever the other thing was? Norco is just a different version of a, it's a, it's a different dosage and a different, like, Norco okay. is an immediate time release, and the other one is a something so, like that. So it's a box. Anyway, you take yeah. the thing that helps you get off the thing. Yeah, so I get off the thing, and I start going to meetings, which I should have been doing in the first place. I probably wouldn't have, so I would have had somebody go, there are people in AA who go, let's go talk to your doctor. Let's go figure out an pl exit plan. They're just Right, because they see the problem coming, which you didn't see the problem coming, because you're busy fighting cancer. Exactly. So now I'm in this place where I am... Um, you know, you have a lot of time to sort of figure out because it really messes you up. It messes up your head pretty bad. And being and, on um, being on opiates, yeah, really, is a, <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. a nightmare. That's uh, and, all the people on opiates do say that getting off opiates is is tricky. That's why people die. It's not from the drugs. It's because they. It's not from wanting to be on the drug. It's from not being able to come off of it, and and either killing themselves, the depression, like the stuff that goes with it, is nightmarish. Worse mm -hmm. than cancer. Way worse than cancer. Like, just, you you just don't know who you are, what's going on, your moods are insane, your body mm -hmm. hurts for no reason, you can't sleep, you, you can only sleep. And that's just from coming off the opiate. Yeah, it is. Ugh. It's fucking awful. I'm telling you, if you ever get opiates, get a pain, there's usually a, a, a person that helps work you through it. That's not your doctor. They have almost, they have consultants. So, um... Anyway, long story short, I started going back to the program because, you know, my guy, I shouldn't have been in that fix in the first place. And um, and just started to reevaluate and started to figure out what is it that I want to do with my, you know, what am I doing? And I, and I with my career, what am I going to do with my, this, these things I have that are, I, I get to do stand-up, I have all these opportunities. And... I want to be able to help people through this. I want to be, I want to find some link, right? I want to be able to help people. I'm good at the relationship stuff, the conversation we just had about talking to people, right? But I also want to ask people questions because I don't know. There's so many things I wish I understood. And I just thought, I, I, somebody asked me a question when I was working on Sex and the City and I wrote a book, ended up writing a book. It was just one question. Right? One question? Do you remember the question? Yeah. I've been seeing a guy and I asked him to come up and have sex with me last night. He said, no. Is that, do you think that's bad? 
I got a whole life out of that answering that question. Which the book is, uh, he's just, just not, not that, that into you. you. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I sh- I'm telling them in yeah, case they're right. listening. Right, right, right. Yeah. Ho- hopefully they familiar. know who you are, but they may not know that the book is. He's just not that into you. Right. Which you co-wrote with uh, uh, Listed Cello. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. With an assist by my wife, and and the whole premise of the book is, if someone's not showing up for you in the way that you believe you deserve, and you most more than likely do. Mm-hmm. They may, not be, they may not belong in your life. Very simple yeah. and very and very clear. Very like we didn't go to other places. We didn't ask about your culpability. We didn't try and figure out well they may or they don't. They're just like look, you know what's working for you and you know what's not working for you. And why are you staying in this? And why do you think you deserve less? And also, don't act rash. But has this happened more than a few times? Is this something you have voiced an opinion about and can't? Then it's fucking move on. Or right. even act, why, do you, even moving, why do you keep signing up for this? Yeah, right. Yeah, and even sometimes the, when we move on, that's when we get movement from the other person. But being stuck there can last forever. Yeah, but you can't do it thinking you're going to get them to change because sometimes they only right. they only act like that's they're right. changing to get you to come back. That's and right. Then it's get, and you have to be suspect of it, right? But the, by the time you've just once you have owned, once you take a hold of the situation, and you make a choice and you say something, you suddenly think differently. Because you're like, oh, I'm a person that says I'm not taking this anymore. And I, I may be a little bit more judicious about my decisions in that. Well, right. But that's the, uh, that's the serenity prayer. I mean, that's the thing that, uh, you know, the... the, the what Grant me the strength. What's it start? The strength uh, to, be, God, uh, to change the things that you can change. Uh, yeah. And uh, the... Um, uh, give me the strength. Uh, uh, <laughs> and the patience the strength to, to accept the things that you can't change. Yeah, right. And to cha- the, change the things I can and the courage... And the wisdom, the difference. To know, wisdom, no wisdom difference. No difference. Yeah. That's the hard one. It's knowing the difference. That's the hard one. That's where people fall down because they think, oh, oh, this is a thing. I just need to be stronger and keep trying to change this. No, they, it's not. It's very simple. It's people, places, and things. You have no control over people. You have no control over places, and you have no control over things. The only thing you have control over is your response and what you're going to do about it. Mm-hmm. It's actually super simple. It's just, will you allow yourself that truth? And what is the action you take? Right, it's a, it's super simple. Mm-hmm. I can't decide how you feel about me, and I can't decide how long our friendship's going to go. I can't decide a lot of things about it, but I can. I know. I think I know what how to be a good friend. I know how to uh, protect mm-hmm. myself in the friendship. You know, what I mean, like I know what mm-hmm. I can do, and then we'll see what happens. Right. Right. Um, well, you're explaining now how to give advice, but I want to go back to what you were talking about, right. which is uh, you decided you wanted to do something to help to be of service. You wanted to do something more to be of service after you came off of the the cancer. That's where you kind of decided you. that's the transition you want to make in yes. your career. And, well, and also that's always where people connect with me. It's always the same thing. Even on, even on Walking in the Room, which is by far the, the least sentimental, um, most you know, intentionally obtuse, funny, weird thing that I've done, people always come up and go, really help me, man. It really, to me, to Dave, they say something different. But no matter what I do, I get the same basic, when it, when it connects with people, it's the same basic thing. I really got a lot out of it. It really, it helped me. Mm-hmm. I let, you know, and so I think, well, then, you know, don't, I'm not going to lean into that. That's, yeah, you should lean in. Well, that's yeah. a, that's what I said to you the other day. Right. I said, you know, you 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 sound like you're kind of lost about what you want to do, but the thing that you're good at 
is, you know, t- instead of resisting this idea that people want to come to you with advice, to embrace it and say, look, I'm not a doctor, but I'm happy to tell you what I think about your right. thing. Because right. you also enjoy doing it. I do. And I find it, uh, I find it fascinating. And it's something I can talk about for a really long time. And we talk about it a long time. And the, I, so, here, so now it brings me back to my, so this brings it back to what? What we're doing today. Yes. So one of the first things that you and I did when we were becoming friends is that you, so I was very inspired by you when I started. I've told this story a lot, but I saw you on television and it was the first time I was like, see, that's what, yes, that's what comedy should be. That's what that looks like. And it sounds like it just was like, cause I'm a visual, I, I'm a, I don't even know what you would call it, but like, It has to, it, it, for, for me, the things that I really uh, love are almost complete in their own world. They're, they're like a complete idea. Like I felt like when you came on stage, I was like, I want to go wherever Jake is. It felt to me like David Lynch. It felt to me like Wes Anderson. It was like Jake has his own thing and it's unique and it's a world. And when he talks about it, the rules are only Jake's rules for Jake's world. Right, you know, and this is just my one experience with you. Whereas other comics just felt like, and then you go to the washing machine or whatever. And that's, I I've learned to love all of it. But uh-huh. I really was like, that's that's possible. Well, you flattering know? and nice. And so, how does that relate to this? So, and I, but I was, it was your your look was like you look like bands I was listening to. Like I was like, and he looks like, you know, there was like a Elvis Costello, Marshall Crenshaw. Like you just had the this look, and I was like, see, that's. None of the nobody else looks like this. He's not. He doesn't look like a character, but he doesn't look like everybody else. Just mm-hmm. a guy, and it, it and it, so I get obsessed with that stuff, and then I apply those rules to myself. It's like, well, you, I know you should really work on the act too. I get that you're all dressed up. So anyway, one of the first things you did was you came over and you said, "Oh, maybe you, you were." We were talking about. I had seen you at Largo. And um, I was telling you about how I liked the way you, you dressed, uh, and um, and you said, "Well, I'm I'm sort of having trouble with it, or maybe you come over and help me pick out, you know, look at your clothes." Oh, I was gonna, yeah, I remember you came over because I was getting rid of some stuff or thinking about some yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So we looked at my clothes a little bit. Yeah, we looked yeah. at your clothes a little bit. Um, and but for me, it's been a problem in that sometimes I tend to put too much focus on that. And not enough focus on what I'm doing or saying or whether there's continuity. It's almost like I am trying to, I'll put the clothes and then think of, think if I can direct the act towards this sweater. You know, I get hung uh-huh. up on those ideas. And when I was in therapy at one point, because clothes are something I've always been fascinated with. And when I was young, I used to hide GQs in my room because even that was like a little bit, you know, like, guys that were my age just didn't read GQ. It was just, that was for gay guys. You're not allowed to be, oh. I mean, yeah, you know, I, you know, I grew up, I'm, I don't know, there was just, there were, yeah, it was just like, because it was, there were, GQ when it was, in the 70s, 80s was pretty gay. Well, it was fashion-y, and it wasn't really, it wasn't really a thing for guys to have a style. It was like, oh, if you're a guy, you wear what you wear to do your job. Right. And that's what you do. Right. And then and then it's progressively, you know, they've introduced 
more style into the men's world, and in, it start it starts. The gay, gay guys are the Marines of how to be a guy. That's right, and, and so th- that's you know, beautiful. So that's exactly right. So now we're all now we're all thinking about our outfits. We're all working out, trying to get great pecs. We're all I'm not, but some people are shaving their undercarriage. Right. So, right, Esquire was like Playboy without the broads. It was like scotch and watches and suits. But GQ was like, you could wear a thong if you, like, you could, how about this fur jacket? Like, they really went there, Mm -hmm. but they were also where the new ideas were, and I was always turned on by that. So, um, anyway, a couple years ago, I was in therapy, and... uh, Pre-cancer? Post-cancer? Pre-cancer. Okay. And the therapist said, I just wonder if you can go a whole day without doing this, and she just waved her finger at me. And I was like, what? And she was like, this, this whole thing. And I was wearing a black, I think I was wearing like a black t-shirt, rolled jeans and motorcycle boots or army boots or whatever. I go, what do you mean, my clothes? She goes, yeah, you're doing a thing. You're always doing a thing. I go, this is just, this is a t-shirt from the Gap, which it, which it is. And then it's a pair of jeans. I go, yeah, but you're, you know, a little necklace on you. Yeah, thing. She goes, I can't, I can't, I, I'd love to see you just not do this. And I go, well, I don't know what that means at all. I'm not crazy about this therapist. But what I think, so I thought, I've thought long and hard about that. This is my question. Part of what I feel like my problem is, and part of what being hip, trying to be hip or any of that stuff is, is separation. You're trying to separate yourself. You're trying to distinguish yourself, and you're trying to create separation. That separation can be positive, but can also put people off or make them feel like, uh, I, I'm, he's too hip or slick or cool, you know what I mean? It, it can be a way of actually distancing yourself from people, which is the last thing I want to do. So I wonder if there's something in that idea of, like, because you don't, you're less presentational in that way, but it suits your act, and your act is still, your act is still why you're there, but you were more... Uh, flamboyant with it, and like I went back and looked at some stuff last night because I wanted to talk about this. So I was like, mm-hmm. you really have the ties, and you have the, 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 the slap. You know, you really like at the beginning. It was. I had more of a. I had more of a. Uh, a look then. Well, I think sort I of forties. Like it was sort of forties based, but it was really tasteful, and it was also there was nobody. There was nobody else in your. It was it was kind of thrift store, but new wave ish or some kind of. I yeah. don't know how I would describe it yeah. exactly, but. So the things that I would, here's, just to use the, I just love to pretend that I'm a girl and give people, <laughs> you've got to work it and you've got to own it. Right. And so working it is where you're figuring out like what you think you want to look like, you know, you want, and then you put that stuff on. Right. That's why you're looking at GQ to get ideas about who you want to be. Right. And then once you know who you are, then you put all that stuff on. But then you got to own it. You got to stop trying to be cool and just let yourself believe that you are cool. And that's the thing. You got to believe it about yourself. And so you got to stop trying to be it and just be it, you know? Right. And so there's nothing wrong with where that's what I was going to say that I didn't like about the therapist is there's nothing wrong with wearing your black t-shirt and your black jeans and your uh, motorcycle boots if that's who you are because that's who you are. But so the the reason that then you question yourself is you think, oh, I'm not myself. And then that's the imposter syndrome, which, uh, if, what's her name? Um, uh, 
who's married to Neil Gaiman, uh, Amanda Palmer. She, her book is great, The Art of Asking. I, well, her I, book is great, and her TED Talk is great. But in her I'm going to have to check that out. In her book, she talks about the uh, imposter syndrome, which everybody has, but artists especially have it, where you, where you feel like, well, they're going to figure out that I'm not really what they think that I am. And the thing is, that's bullshit, because no one can figure out that you aren't you, because you are you. The real problem is, you don't believe that you're you. And so, I, this sounds a little circular and weird, but the thing No, because is, it is a circular idea, that's the thing. It's like you... Gotta, if, this is what I said to you the other day. If you're cool, when you're cool, then everything that you do is cool. And when you're you, then everything that you do is you. And so... Right, so you're saying, basically, it's if, if you're comfortable, it, you know, it doesn't matter what you're wearing, people will either dig it or not dig it, but they'll get you, even if they judge it or don't judge it at first, but they will come to know it is you. I think what she was saying, and I feel like I do connect with this is, sometimes, is like, you're trying to tell me something, and it is getting in the way of the message or who you actually are, because when I... When I talk to you, I hear one thing. And when I look at you, I see another thing. And I will say, I have had trouble with my stand-up, my whole stand-up career stops at a certain point. It doesn't go any further. So to me, I'm trying to look at all the different aspects of... Because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, not open to... I love clothes. I love clothes like people have automobiles. Like, I'm not going to stop... You don't, and you shouldn't stop. Yeah, but... But so the thing is, the thing is not about... I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you. Yeah, no, it's fine. I, the thing is not about stopping the doing the things that you love. The thing is about letting that be you, believing that that's you. You know, you, you've got to... It's, it's easy to dress up like Keith Richards, but he's got to wake up every day and own that. You know, right? He, he, that's right. When he puts on that skull ring, it's like that's who he is. If, right. If he doesn't, and have there that isn't on, an he off day like him. There isn't an off day where he's in sweats. In his air. He, right. He looks. He looks at himself and he goes, "This is what I wear every day." Right. And then, right. He, I've found my. He's not pretending to be that. Right. He is that. Right. And even Johnny Depp is not pretending to be. He is whatever Johnny Depp is doing, which is sort of a, an impression of Keith Richards in the Pirates movies. But yes. in his real life, he's got the tattoos and he's doing a thing. He's, he's lost himself down the rabbit hole of becoming that thing, of being... He is that. He is so funny because he actually, he actually went down the rabbit hole because he is in Alice in Wonderland. So you, I mean, he even, you even got that, like, you put it all together. Yeah, if you could be, if you could do him, if you could be him without losing your mind, I think he's also potentially, but let's get back to you. So you, you just need to accept the fact that you are all of this stuff and stop questioning whether somebody's going to figure out that you're not this or whether you deserve to be this or successful yeah. as this. But then you also can't measure, you can't, you think Iggy Pop wakes up every day and goes like, how come... Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones have this, and, and I don't. I mean, maybe he does, but I think he wakes up every day and goes, "This is what I'm doing, and this is how I." No, do it. that's. I think it's that confidence. See, that's what I'm talking about. <clears throat> I'm agreeing with everything you're saying. It is that. So, right, right. So here's here's where it becomes more interesting. So I also realize I just own a ton of shit, right? I have a ton of stuff, and. I realized the other day, like, sometimes I'll pull back a couple of shirts and go, fuck, I didn't even know this was here. 
It's been years. The shirt's just been right here. And I went, if I don't, can't see it, I don't really own it. Like I, I have a lot of, I have a lot of options and I also have a lot of like, like, uh, uh, smaller versions of a thing or whatever. Like I, I realized like, I think I can, ref I think that I can reduce it and refine it and bring it down to a thing where it just, what do you got there? Let me read for, from this piece of paper, which is sitting on this yeah. table because yep. it's a thing that I'm, it's on my mind. Why you should give away 50% of your stuff. Give, give away 50% of your stuff and give the most important things a chance to rise to the surface. Yes. That's number one. Number two, give away 50% of your stuff and discover mental clarity to choose how you really want to live your life. Right. That's number two. Number three, give away 50% of your stuff so you can live in a smaller space. Give away 50% of your stuff so you can discover that you're not your stuff. Right. Right. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. Right. Give away 50% of your stuff because it will never love you back. That is. And, and here's what I would add to that. There's a lot of... Everything in your life is a question. Everything you see on the shelf is a question. What are we doing? What are we? What is it? What happens now? Are we going out? Am I? Am I a shirt? Is this? Are you reading? Are you going to read this? Or are we? What is all this? Like, what is the point of? Are you showing me something? Are you telling me something? And in that, you know, and I'm like, right, right. Like, there are sometimes motives. You know, you'll 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 know when you visit them. You know when you'll pull a shirt out and you go. Oh, well, that's, Amira gave me that, and I always felt bad, like, right? You know, as opposed to you go, I wear that, I love this, I wear that, I don't wear that, right? And so, you, well, you I gotta have give, been... You, you can refine who you actually are by going through your stuff and getting rid of the things that are I've not you. I've been doing it by the pounds. I have been, like, my clothes are, like, a, really close to just being there, and I can see them. I feel this way about food. I say this to my wife all the time, I'm like, the, and, the, the, I, this you can't we we're killing food all the time you're buying ideas about things for later and we're killing food i'm throwing stuff out all the time because i can't know something's here that we've, we've never talked about it and it's behind and i don't know to look for it because i didn't mm. know we had it and and it it's waste we're wasting 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 yeah i hate wasting food i, I really hate that i do too and so and i'm starting to have this thing of like really wanting to get it down because I also think one of the things I don't like about living here is I find wealth super feminizing and super I just there's something about well there's I, some there's something about the uh, the ostentatiousness of wealth here that I feel like it's I, it's, I don't know, there's something about it really kind of grosses me. It kind of bums me out. I'm not saying I don't like money or abundance, but... Well, this is the thing that I like... Things. Things. Yeah. yeah. This is the thing that I like thinking about now is, you know, what is your definition? What is my definition of happiness? And what is my definition of success? Because if you don't define it, then the, our culture will put a definition on you. And the culture that... The culture cultural definition of success is maximum. Maximum money, maximum fame. And if you don't have that definition of success, then you need to work harder to get that. And, 
you'll spend your whole life. I mean, not everybody gets to be whoever the most famous uh, musician is, or the most famous if it if it's a show business thing, or Elon Musk if it's a whatever. Right. You know, not everybody gets to be that. So your definition of happiness and success and being yourself and and maximizing your your life has got you got to really think about what that is about. And I think it's right. And I think it has much more to do with your connection to other people and your management of your time so that you're doing things that are rewarding you to you during the day and right. and so that you spend your time feeling good about yourself and your connection to other people and that is what I'm trying to focus on now when I'm on stage at my show is like hey when you're here this is our time together I'm going to tell you the things that are happening to me and it's really important that that we we feel together at this time right you know right and that and that hopefully I'm talking about something that you can relate to so that so that you we're have we're each having a connection to another person you know not it's not just I'm on stage getting love from an audience it's it's that I'm I'm also giving you an insight into what it's like to be a person to be me and then you could feel less alone in that right you know so, so right that's and so my problem with wealth is, in the way that you're talking about it, but just in general, is material possessions, unless, unless they're serving your purpose of expressing who you are and connecting you to other people, then, then it's just wasteful and it's distracting. Yes. Yes. So there's two things. So, yes, I, I agree 100% with everything you just said. The... the um, The goal for me is to support my uh, addiction to my family, <laughs> to support my my. That's a my, weird way to put it because well, that's what you a, call it. It's a joke, my, it's but, a joke but, right? But my my uh, yeah, I want. Uh, that's what I want. As much of that as I can have. As much of, as much, of, and that means getting my kids to college, making sure that my, you know, wife is happy, doing, being able to do things, like, just that life, that life is interesting to me, my outside life, my, you know, when, when it was very interesting, so, it was around Christmas time, and we were listening to Last Christmas by Wham, and we were talking about Wham, and George Michael, George Michael, George Michael. Didn't he Michael. just die, he died right, right died. around Christmas time, yeah. right. But the day, so we were having this conversation, and I was like, I do Ever happened to Andrew Ridgely? So I Googled it. And they'd just written an article about it, like two days before, somebody in The Guardian or the, something like that. And it was about, it starts off with like, he, he tried to put out a record and he tried to be an actor and then blah, 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 failure, failure, this, failure, that. And then it turns and it goes, but you know, he, he married the girl from Bananarama and his, they have two kids and they both made money from their bands and they live he surfs and he works in an environmental he works for an environmental cause and he he's just happy right and he it, just and the, and it was like uh, you know he it it, it 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 maybe it's better to be him than George Michael and two fucking days later George Michael dies right alone in his fucking mansion well or 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 not. I mean, I, I We're don't not alone? know. Well, I don't know that I can say that all, you know, to, to draw this idea that just because, I mean, maybe he's famous and he was, and he was happy, 
maybe he wasn't alone. But well, but I the mean, idea that the well, I think idea he was, that society or our culture has defined some people as as not successful or as fail. Oh, you know, he failed at the. You tried to do this. You tried to be. You thought you were going to get to be Robin Williams, but you only got to be me or you. Um, so you're a failure. It's like, look, I, <laughs> the fairies are here. Right. Um, you're not a failure if you are loving your day. If you're waking up every day and you can do things no, right. that you enjoy and right. you're creatively expressing yourself. Right. It's it's like, look, my experience when I walk on stage in front of 100, 200 people at a comedy club or three or however big it is, is, is the same underlying basic experience as you get if you walk on stage at Madison Square Garden. It just, there's more people there, but it's the same. I'm still trying to, in fact, I'd argue that the performer on stage at Madison Square Garden is trying to get the same amount of connection that you can get when you walk on stage in front of 100 or 200 people. That's what they're, they're trying to have that experience. So my experience in my career of all the shows that I've done is, is as high a quality and as much successful as, as something that would be, you know, bigger, better, more fantastic by some other kind of measure standard of fame or riches. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't like, yeah, I, I think, right. I guess my point was until George Michael died, which he hadn't when that article was written, Mm -hmm. he was just seen as the better He's the winner. Outcome. He's the winner, he and the outcome. other guy has got better outcome, second right? place. Yeah. yeah, and then I don't know that he was particularly happy, and he did die, die alone. His boyfriend found it was they were broke up, and he came and found him. Mm-hmm. But he was also I don't know anything about the man, so I don't know what it was like for him. And maybe he was done, but he was our age, and his body just stopped, and he partied pretty hard. But. But the value system, I, I feel like the the uh, the message you get in our culture a lot, uh, it, you know, uh, gives short shrift to the idea of what an unspectacular uh, looking but content life is. Do you know what I mean? We don't. That's not the end of very many movies, really. Or do you know what I'm saying? Like it isn't a value. That we put up there, like imagine having a fantastic family and just living within your means and in a house that's maybe not huge. Like that's not the that's not what we sell people at all. Well, but that's we not sell... the way that I would describe what you're talking about. I would describe what you're talking about as imagine waking up every day and have time to spend with your family and having enough money to afford all the things that right. you do in your life. Right. And being in control of your time in the sense that you can come over to a friend's house and sit around and have a conversation like this on a weekday. You know? Right. So, so that's how, that's how you got to change the focus of it from, from the other thing to the, to the thing that you really want to be focused on in your life. I mean, I, I would argue from that standpoint, there's plenty of super successful people who are just so busy doing stuff. Like a huge part of their day is doing things that maybe they don't enjoy that much. You know, the promoting, promoting things or busting ass, getting around to, to make their, wealth and you know i used to think that but i don't believe anyone that's pretty anyone that's successful i think sometimes people beg off but my friend like he's a salesman right and he acts like he hates it 
because it's not really he wanted to be in a band or whatever, but he's really fucking good at it, and he is good at it. And he, mm -hmm. when he really talks about it, you go, you do fucking like this. Yeah, it's yeah. hard, and you're in your car, and you're busting your ass, and it's not glamorous, and blah, 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 and you're a great bass player. But you are fucking somebody that people trust, because he's not a fucking asshole. He's the guy you want to buy something from. He's the guy, if I was buying anything, mm -hmm. he's the guy I'd want to buy it from, because he is a real dude who will even go, I'm going to get a markup on this, is what this is, but I'm, well, you don't have to buy it. This is what I think about this, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Like, he's, he's yeah. a good dude. And he does like it, but he acts like he fucking hates it. And I do think it's hard think to be good. good at stuff. That's not good. No. That's not good. Don't act like you hate it. No, but he's in... But when you're around somebody whose life is this, right? But, you know, you, I also don't have... Or I don't have a lot of safety net. You know, there's a trade-off, right? And so maybe he doesn't feel like it's as cool or as glamorous or whatever. And I'm like, fuck, man. Yeah, but I'd he needs to, to get have... his mind right, I think. I'd... Hey, well, I, so, don't, I disagree. I'm going to pause because I have to... I'll, we'll be right back. Yeah. Okay, I'm back. I, hey, yeah, I had that... to, I'm doing this uh, on a side note. Sorry to derail the conversation, but I'm doing this uh, cleanse thing, which I, I've, I'm in the... And it requires a lot of fluid. I'm drinking a lot of fluid, so I'm very hydrated. What, um... I don't want us to get too sidetracked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can tell you more about that uh, later. I'm on, you know, if you're following me on, <laughs> this is just a, now we're in a slight interlude before we reset and get back on track. So if you're following me on Facebook Live, then you know that I've been doing this 40 days of Lent uh, Facebook Live thing and then yeah. talking about the cleanse. So if you want to know more about it, you can look on there at that. But, uh, and I'll tell you after this thing. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. So we, we're... We're in here, we're talking about, and, and I, I feel like I'm a guy who, once I get an analogy, I really like to wear it out. And so I feel like this sales guy that you're talking about, he's working it, but he's not owning it. And he needs. He's working it, he's not owning it, yeah. I think because I think, uh, well, I'll tell you, because I had, so this is part of my struggle too. It's like I, I wrestled so much with, because, so I, the things that I liked when I was a kid were not always mainstream, or they were, you know what I mean? And the artists that I liked, and the film that I liked, and mm -hmm. the, right? And my, even my friends were all pretty alternative or punk, whatever you would call them. Um, and I was always pleased that I had those kind of friends growing up being a jock, and then being able to also be liked and friends with David Cross or Janine, people that I came up with, Patton, and then feeling like I was sort of a peer made me think, oh, wow, I'm maybe brighter than I thought I was, but I always aspired to that kind of, even sometimes dissonance, right? Mm -hmm. But that's not who I am. That's not, I'm not like that. I'm a different kind of person. I'm more genial. I'm more positive. I have a more, almost like a mainstream or more eye-level connect i don't know whatever i don't know what even what you call it but when it but so like when the book happened and it was very oprah and it was very mainstream and it was very unpunk rock and even feminists didn't like it i begged off after a while because it wasn't cool and i didn't stick by it i didn't own it mm -hmm. and i was embarrassed of it and i wanted and i rejected it because it was telling me too much about who i really am and i didn't like that so i went in another direction 
And I've done that a few times in life where life shows me who I am and I go, I do not like that picture. I but do not is, like that. This is you're not, you're not liking yourself. That, that's right. This and so that has been yourself. my struggle. So sometimes I don't, in my identity, I don't really know who I am. Did you, did you listen to that episode of London Real with Anita Moore Johnny? No, because I got hung up in the Tim Ferriss thing. So I will do that oh, today on the yeah, way home. I will. We'll, I'll get home. that one on the way home. They, she's been on 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 uh, London Real, which is a great podcast, a couple of times. Uh, and shout out if Brian Rose ever heard me talking about this. I'm a big fan. I tried to reach out to him when I was in London and invite him to a show, but uh, it didn't happen. But Anita Moore Johnny has been on London Real a couple of times. So go back and find the first appearance. They're they're both great, but but listen to the first one first. And here's the other thing I found out. You think of yourself in one way, and then you think of your heroes in a certain way, right? And then you come to find that they like things that you have rejected out of hand because they're not cool, and you assume that they felt the same way, and they don't have... Like, it's just this circle and cycle of like deciding who people are, deciding who you are, deciding what you want to be, as opposed to letting things just sort of sort themselves out, not trying to control it. And so that for me has been very difficult because I think there are days where I go, I don't know which pair of these pants I am. I don't know if she was right or wrong and I'm going to change my mind about it. I mean, there are pictures of me. You know how like there's pictures of me at the improv? Mm-hmm. I don't have many of them, but the ones I do have are so drastically different from city to city in terms of outfits. Same face, same fucking beagle nose, same glasses or whatever. But like vest, like a you know argyle vest and super spiky hair with long in the back, and then a Duran Duran jacket. It, like there's just all this crazy identity. But you're uh, you the whole time. This is the thing: is you, right. You're but, you right, the whole time. Right. And but, and what people are coming to see that people didn't come to see you the next time because oh he doesn't have spiky hair now or he, 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 that jacket. I'm going to quit watching this guy. You're overthinking being yourself. But that's what I'm saying. That's a photograph of not understanding. That's a photograph of placing value in an outside... Like, I'm not I, understanding... I, now, now you're being too hard on yourself. No, no, now, no, no, no. Now you, you found a new way to do the same It's No, 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 no. It's not. It's looking at... It's looking at... No, 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 no. It, it, it's not. I don't... I'm not mad at myself for it. What I'm saying is... If I wonder why something didn't continue, if I wonder why I lost people, if I wonder why, how do I, how did I just end up with 28,000 fans and have had 28,000 Twitter fans for five years? Like how, when things sort of stop or are not connecting, you know, sometimes you do throw cues at people and they're like, I don't know what's happening now, you know? And um, out of your own panic, look, I would say the same, I would say the same thing to my best friend, like, who's the salesman. You're fucking you. When when you play bass, you're also that guy that sells stereo equipment because that guy is you, and you're fucking great. And we have all loved you, always. You're the best looking, funniest guy of our whole group. We all rally around you, so you don't understand what it is you think this says about you as opposed to this when it all says the same thing, right? Yeah, except you're you're kind of mixing two different things, and it brings me back to the just the book that he's just not that into you you know when you're saying like how come i don't have more twitter followers it's like hey you can't make more people like you all you can do is be more yourself that's what you can do 
Right. And so I hear what you're saying is you think that the reason that maybe you haven't got more Twitter followers or haven't had more money or been more successful is that you haven't been true to yourself. Now, whether that's true or not, fuck, I don't know. But I but put, I the, would the, put the thing former, that I would say former, is, former relationship book author not taking questions. Like, I gave huge... We were trying to Rid- fuck you. You were tr- you were trying to not be yourself. But the thing is, you right. wanted to do that. But you were doing what somebody else. You, what you were doing what somebody else thought was cool instead of what you thought. That's was what I'm saying. Cool. That's what I'm saying. And right. so this is what I said to you on the phone the other day. If you're cool, then everything that you do is cool. So you can stop asking yourself, right. If hey, what I'm about to do is this going to be cool or not? It does. It yes, by definition, it is because you're cool. You know. So right, right. But that's what I'm saying. I'm. It, you can't, you can't, um, uh, you can't solve a problem you don't understand, right? You can't, you can't, you can't come to, you can't come to terms with like what you're saying. I'm like, yes, everything you're saying is correct. It's just Greg Barrett. That's all it is. It doesn't have to have a. It, it just that's that's what I am all the time. But but I have made real effort to to separate and to. Uh, uh, draw lines in the sand and I think people are like well I don't know it okay well I guess he's not taking questions so but I'm you're like, not going to do that anymore no I'm done you're done, I'm done with that now you're going to accept it you're going to own it I'm just going to yes you're yes that's what it. I'm saying that's the been the great the last couple of months I've just like I just like I I just like what I I just like my th- I like it I've, do the things yeah. that you like to do and stop worrying about what somebody else thinks about right. it. Because as soon as you... who, First of all, they don't think about it. No one thinks about it. First of all, it. they don't think about Nobody it. Nobody cares. The people who you think don't think that you're cool do not think about whether or not you're cool because they're too busy worrying about if they're cool and what people who think about them being cool. It's right. like, look, you got to do what you got to do to be happy and to enjoy your your life. And I think that when I see somebody doing that, when I see somebody doing something that they love, then that is cool, you know? Right, and also, by stopping it, you don't know where it was going to go or how it because nothing ever, you know, people do things and they turn into something that, it, nothing's ever what you think it's going to be anyway, right? You just, it, it, things evolve and they change and you go to a different place and suddenly... You know, you're doing something different than you thought you'd be doing because you just didn't judge it. You didn't you didn't get in the way of it. You just let it happen. And then you also pursued the other things you liked. And maybe they come together or maybe they don't. And nobody has to make... You don't have to make sense of it. You so just I'm loving have to this. do it. So you get, you're getting back into to accepting this idea of, hey, maybe people want to know what your advice is about things. And you're going to start talking to that and right. engaging on that level yes. with people. Yes, and That's tomorrow right. I'm going to go finish the record we've been working on for five years with the band. Like, and, I'm, yeah. and those two things can coexist in the same body. You could do all that shit. Right, but I... thought I, we were going to talk about advice questions today, but we didn't even get to that. We just got to, we just got to kind of talking about where you're at. Well, I needed advice. I needed to Did ask you that you question. Yes, because I asked you that question. Is that a thing? Like, what, when that, when the one, we started with this thing that you're doing, right? So that posits an idea that, oh, I'm doing things that are contrary to who I am. And then I go, I have seen that. I've seen that in my, I've seen my rejection of this and I'm putting on an outfit here, here, and here. I'm not saying that makes me a bad person. And I don't think it, and like you said, most people aren't thinking about it. But I can see where I've created a problem for myself and stopped everything for no other reason than my own fear or whatever. 
And so now, seeing that, I say she's wrong if what I'm doing is true to who I am. Which, yeah. was, which is what I said to her. I go, I have been doing this forever. I don't know what this makes me... When I put this on, I leave the house, I'm happy. I well, feel... Right, but she may have been talking a little bit about uh, you're not... You're, you're working it, but you're not owning it. it. You know, there's what you're doing, and then there's why you're doing it. Right. So what you're doing right. is wearing clothes that you really like. But why you're doing it is because you think that's going to make other people think that you're cool. And why you should be doing it is because they're clothes that you really like. And also, you forget other people, if other people, there are other people who are like intimidated by certain things that other people do. And it bothers them. That could have simply been a thing she was going, like she might have just been, you're one of those people that does this. That's not important. And I do, like, because everything comes from some place, right? Everybody has a thing. And I have had people come up and say I didn't like the I didn't like you when I saw you I didn't like the way you dressed it bothered me I got I had that exact thing said to me and I was like wow okay but then you're right that isn't about me at all that is about you and whatever you're doing well and if you feel like look you've got a message that's so important that you need to eliminate that from other people's being a problem then you can change yourself I did have a friend who was pretty tatted up and had a bunch of facial piercings and a kind of a weird shaved side of his head. and So he looked like a scary biker guy. And then I saw him kind of transition into a more normal haircut and less, you know, facial jewelry. And I said, hey, what's up, man? And he said, look, I just realized that that was giving people the wrong idea about who I was. And I want to give people the right idea about who I am. And, and, and so, so I start off a little bit not having to get over that hump. And I think part of that maybe is, it, it's with, with him anyway, it was coming from anger of like, I'm trying to provoke a reaction from you so that you can prove to me that the world is full of assholes and I need to fucking be tough and aggressive. And uh, so... Right, uh, yes, so, exactly. Yeah, so right. That's not, that's not what you're doing, but, but I feel there like that's points. a valid thing when people come up to you and say, hey, when I first saw you, I thought, I, I thought you know, this used to be a thing that people said to me. I, I first saw you, I thought you were a gay guy. And it's like, well, I'm not, but thanks for sharing that. Right. <laughs> you know. No, and when I went on Oprah and they said, look, you, we really, you need to take your earrings off. And uh, I had lip, two loops. And uh, I looked at it a little bit, if you need a visual, I looked maybe a little bit like a heavier set version of the, the singer for The Offspring. And uh, I said, well... I don't know. And the lady said, oh, yes. The, your message is far more important than those earrings. She goes, we want everybody to hear what you have to say and not worry about what you look like. And I was like, well, it's my first time on Oprah. Fair enough. And here's the really interesting thing. So I do the show or whatever, and I took the earrings off, and it wasn't that big a deal. People go, man, I remember I saw you on fucking Oprah, and you're out there with your earrings on. I'm like, I didn't have them on. It, the impression of it, that was the impression that I would be a guy that wore earrings. Like, yeah, yeah. Right? They had that experience. I'm like, you can go back and look at it. I didn't have them on. Yeah, your fucking earrings on, man. And well, that's the thing. So, you're you no matter if you wear right. this or if you wear a that's suit right. from Sears yeah. or, you know. Yeah. And you only strike the wrong chord when you try and tell people something. You're like, well, I don't know what you're, I don't know what that is, you know, right now, you know. And there was a, you know, I went through a blue mohawk phase and a, 
Well, you right. Know? What's your priority? What's your message? Is your priority your, your message that you're, you're saying with your words and your mouth? Yes. Or is your priority yes. the message that you're saying with your hair and your tattoos? And if those are not harmonious, then you kind of have to decide, like, maybe I need to turn one down to turn one yeah. up. But, yeah. Uh, and, also I, and also with my kids. Mm. You start going, what are you peacocking for? You know? Sometimes I'll see a dad at school and go, oh, my God, just let your son be the guy. What are you? What are you? And then I'm like, you know. Oh, right. You know, I remember Ramir goes, you can't have the same shoes on. It's true all the time. Let her have those shoes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. She's how old? True. 14. 14. Yeah. You're wearing the same shoes as a 14 year old girl. Yeah. Rihanna's creepers. And I I'm was not, like, I'm yeah. not judging you. I want to get a pair. Yeah. I wanna, let's go look at those on the Internet. Yeah. They're really cool. But I, uh, I, um, <laughs> she made a really good point. I was like, right. You know, and I go, there's a version of me that's just a little bit. Same stuff, but just a little bit more subtle. Just a little yeah. bit, you know, just a little, and the colors come down a little bit. And, uh, you know, the hair doesn't have to go all the way straight up. It can just come down a little bit. You just take a little bit of the, and maybe a little bit more on the talking, a little bit less on the, you know. I'm still going to be, because I, I so adore it, but the message is, I've realized that the message is far more important. Yeah, well, think about it. It's what you're doing, and it's why you're doing it. So think about what you're doing, and think about why you're doing it, and think about, are those two lined up? Yeah. You know? Yes. Um, all right. I feel like, th I think this has been good. I think did it's we good. talk about what you wanted to talk about? Yeah, we did. Because I feel like this yeah. was a really solid conversation. No, it was really good. And I, and really I don't want good. us to spool into another area. No. But we're going to make a plan to get together again when we're done we're going to high five in a minute. Yeah, we're going to high five. And then we're going to go do a Facebook Live to promote this so people can then see what you look like today and I look like today right now. That's right. going to happen right after I do this. So you can go back and search my Facebook, Jake Johansson. And while you're there, <laughs> would you please like that page? Because I'm in a struggle to be liked. Um, yeah. And it's not just internal. It's external. Right. Um, so uh, so that's what's going to happen. So I feel good about this. Yeah, I feel really good. Okay. So then this is the thing that I would say at the end of this thing. Mm -hmm. uh, don't give up. There'll be plenty of time to give up later. Yes, and, and just per your thing the other day. So I, um, pretty soon, uh, probably within the month, will just be starting it, just a thing. It literally is just going to be called something along the lines of Greg Barron's content feed. It's just going to, I'm just going to put, I'm going to do something and I'm going to put it out. And I'm going to do another thing and put it out. And is it going to be a it, podcast? In it, a podcast format? It, yes, but I also will put new songs out on it. I'm just going to have an RSS feed where I put out audio stuff. So it, sometimes it'll be, you know, thoughts that I have, but I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to put stuff out and it'll be and available to And where can people find that? It's going to be called Greg Barron's Content. Yeah, Content, content feed. feed. I'll probably put it on Bandcamp and then bounce it to wherever I can put it. And it'll go... So you can search that if you're a searchy, if you're a person who searches things on yeah. the internet. And yeah, and it'll it. also be, be on Greg, uh, GregoryBarron.com. But, but anyway, just, just saying your idea of like, I just got to do it. People just would like, they're like, I'd like to hear your voice again. So it may be a conversation with you, you know, uh, it may be uh, a song idea. It might just be short, but uh, uh, you know, it may just take. It'll take a shape. It may not. But it's been too long trying to think about what to do. And just do something. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Work it. Own it. Do it. Don't give up. There'll be plenty of time to give up later. And uh, oh, I had another one that I was just going to say right now. 
but uh, don't think about it too much. I'm so glad that you're all here. Thank you for listening, and then here's the, here's the music at the end of the thing. Hang on, I forgot a high five. Let's do it. Oh, that was good. I can't hear you unless you talk into the machine.